Christopher. Good evening, Joe. How's it going? It is going good. Here we are again. I think it's been about what four weeks since we it's did our last... It's been a month because I've been sick and I've been away. And still not fully recovered yet, unfortunately. Got sick again or re-sick. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I've been at work for the last two days after being away in a small town called Nirupi for the week before and the week after Easter, two weeks on leave from work. Visiting my girlfriend who lives there, Anna, in a indigenous community of 200 people. Uh, it's about a six-hour drive, five to six-hour drive, depending on the road conditions, west of Alice Springs. So I was there for two weeks. So how'd it go? Yeah, good. Highlights? Highlights, just um, <coughs> the people, obviously seeing Anna. Uh, there's some fun stuff that happens. The location's crazy. Went on some amazing walks. We went camping at a place called Juka Juka, which is these crazy rocks in the ground. It looks so, f- it almost looks fake. You're like, wow, how is this a natural occurring phenomenon? And it's pretty funny. Uh, the stars were just, as you can imagine, there was no moon. The stars, you could see every single star in the sky. We were just lying on the, camped on the ground. Um, probably shouldn't camp directly. I mean, we had uh, a swag. So we weren't directly on the ground. But then the moon came up and almost all the stars disappeared. It was an almost full moon and you could oh, wow. see everything. It was like the sun. And then when we woke up at like six, Anna, um, and I'll show you a photo. Obviously, we can't show the people who are listening, but I'll show it to you so we can get a reaction of what her eye looked like. She got stung or bitten by an insect in the night and her eyes swole up and she couldn't open it. Yeah. This is what I'm talking oh about. Oh my God, that looks hideous. And so we went to a medical what center. The hell? Yeah, she that was laughing insane. about it. And I was like, oh, you might go blind. That you is... might go blind. It looks like, I don't know, what is, does that look like a golf ball under her eyelid? How would you describe that? I, I, I don't know how to describe it. it it's kind of like, <clears throat> it's like someone poured, oh my God, that is nuts. That, that, that is almost the size of a golf ball. On her eyelid. It's insane, right? It was swollen. and the Did med- it hurt? No, apparently didn't hurt. It was completely numb. The <coughs> medical center said, here, take this, take this antihistamine. And uh, it, it's not infected. They looked at it. The eye was 100% fine. She could see out of it. Everything was fine. They said, it'll go down in a couple of days. And it did. Um, but yeah, uh, the next, I mean, not very long later, she was, it was 100% fine again. Just, uh, yeah. Everything. Three um, days later. Can't even tell yeah, it had ever yeah, happened. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Anyway, uh, the listeners will probably be like, what is going on? Well, for those listening, just imagine a golf ball behind your eyelid. On top of your eye, though. 
like on top of on your top eye. of your eye just this protruding bubble like yeah mind-blowing yeah. so we went camping that happened it's quite funny i took um i'd never been i'd never gone to the toilet in the open before i'm not a big camper i don't really camped around public toilet you're talking about number twos obviously yeah i'm talking about um every male on the planet has done number ones yeah obviously i do that at home outdoors so do i I go on dog walks. I don't go on a dog walk where I don't take a piss. So do I. I mean, I've got rainwater tanks. I can serve water. So, you know, if I can yeah. avoid flushing the toilet. Oh, of course. Then I do. So, I, yeah, I, I did that for the first time and that was amazing. Um, the You feel you felt liberated. The Central Australian you Desert. Felt, you felt primal. I felt, yeah, well, I'll say this. The Central Australian Desert will never be the same again. <laughs> there is a... You left your mark. I left my mark. I think... Um, Obviously, the mining companies have a lot to answer for, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of damage that's been done to it, to the country, but to In the to the planet. But I think I contributed <coughs> with what, you know, playing Mr. Dump Truck. Probably lost four kilos that morning. Well. In a couple of million years, you know, there might be some future explorers who, you know, go off on a digging expedition and they come across this big thing and they're like, "What the fuck? Is what that? is that?" What is that? They'll think they're in Jurassic Park and they're it'll like, be that's like, a pile of poo. It'll be some giant diamond or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. It'll, it'll a, a rare stone. Maybe my DNA will be in there <laughs> and there'll be a baby me growing inside of it. A superhuman version that lives till the age of 10,000. That's made of Made of diamond. A diamond, Chris. Anyway, so we did that. Um, when all the humans die out, there'll be this superhuman me living on egomaniac. Um, living in the desert. So what else? Uh, yeah, we did that. We did a few silly um, bus trips with the kids who live out there. I was, I think, because I was a bit sick and it's quite loud, I found my, um, as opposed to other times I've been out there, I think my um, my temper was a little bit shorter than I wanted it to be. Your temper? I was just getting a little bit frustrated. Some of the kids <coughs> are quite loud and... Um, okay. Well, if you're not 100%, right, you're more likely to be irritated by yeah, things I, like that. I wish I wasn't. I wish I hadn't. I wish I wasn't sick, I guess. Yeah. But um, well, no one anyway, wishes. we got through. Anna looked after me fine, made all the meals, did a good job with all that stuff. And um, yeah, we watched a few movies. Um, Anything interesting? Yeah. Um, I'd seen them all before. I brought brought DVDs I already owned. Okay. But we watched, watched a bunch of awesome films. Um, showed Anna her first Star Trek film, which she hadn't seen before. We watched Generations, you know, the one with Kirk and Picard. Yep. And um, the guy from Clockwork Orange, Ma- Malcolm McDowell. Good uh, good movie. I remember I was totally blown away by that when uh, when I first saw it. And in fact, <coughs> when Rafa listens to this, he'll remember, hmm. or at least I hope he remembers. We saw that movie with, with him and, and John Ratz. Oh yeah, we saw that at the whatever the name of that cinema at Worden was. What was uh, it called? Um, P- Palace? No, 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 no. It was called no, Cosmopolitan Twin. Cosmopolitan Twin, and yeah. it was like four dollars fifty yeah, per ticket if you're a student. Cheap. Yeah. So there, yeah, we went and saw that during the week, and it was like, wow, this is so cool. You yeah. Know, all these guys all in the one film, and it was all you know just really Whoopi well Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, if you go there. You're never gonna care about anything else. And, and that British dude that plays the, uh, the mad McGow. scientist. Yeah, that. Okay, that's yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah, from yeah. Clockwork Orange. Yeah, yeah he's, he's awesome. Matt, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, they say time is the fire yeah. which we burn. <laughs> Actually, sounds like him too. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's no, you understand. Freaking awesome. Man. And Picard's so great when he's like, well, it's not going to happen hmm. now. About you know, his nephew dying and not being able to grow up. Yeah, and, and the whole emotion chip with um data yeah data yeah, that yeah, was yeah. all really cool he's like i hate this <clears throat> this is revolting when he's having that drink when he has that laughing attack yes well. yeah. yeah yeah he just becomes incapacitated and he tells terrible jokes and yeah so that was an experience um did i don't like it i think she um i don't know what it's like to watch that film from scratch in the year 2018 probably I a bit she liked parts of it i think parts of it were a bit cheesy I don't think it's um, it probably hasn't aged all that well, and and I think yeah, I think it is cheesy. You know, the one that I think has aged well is uh, Voyage Home, number four. Ah, uh, yeah. See, it's funny to say that because I had never seen two, three, two, four, or five before, yep. and I only watched them for the first time last year. Oh wow! And I found. Most of them are unwatchable. Really, I find I know it's so. There are really awesome parts in them. They have little bits in them that are amazing. They're like my favorite ones. The three ones that you've named, that and and, and obviously generations. But um, so uh, Return Home and Undiscovered Country. The Voyage Home, yeah. So Undiscovered Country is which one? Six. It's five, isn't it? Oh, maybe it is. I think five and six were watchable. Maybe five. One of them was really bad. One of them, not the time travel one. The time travel one's cheesy but fun. The one that Leonard Nimoy directed. Yeah. But the one after that was like a, country. was like a skit. The first half hour, they were showing William Shatner was rock climbing. Mm. And it was embarrassing. I was watching it and I'm like, I can't believe this is a movie. I was filming the, my TV and sent, texting it to people about, I'm like, can you believe this is real? I thought it was like a Saturday Night Live skit about Star Trek starring the actors I was like well, this is madness because I'd just been painting a lot and I'd been watching the animated series which was the unknown fourth series you know how they had a bunch of episodes they didn't make mm. got no budget but then got some money a bit later to make a kids TV show but they still had the scripts from the real TV show and they got the real cast to do the voices so it's really the same as the fourth season of the original series and those episodes are amazing and then I put on the movies and some parts of the movies are amazing and I really like the first one um, the second one you know the second one The Wrath of Khan mm. that I didn't realise until I saw it it's a Jodorowsky June knockoff okay I all the outfits either. and all everything in it you watch it now and you're like oh there's they're living, they land on a desert planet and spend half the half the film for no reason on a desert planet with a bunch of people dressed like Mobius the designs. guy <laughs> that plays Khan in that is that's the guy off the love boat isn't it oh what's his name yeah the one that walks around with a little short midget dude. <coughs> I think Is it so. Love Boat? Uh, or, or Gilligan's Island. Hawaii Five O. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. One of those shows. Anyways, it's him. Yeah, I didn't really like that one. <coughs> yeah, no. Well, I mean, the thing is, that there were awesome parts in all of them, and I love parts of all of them. So I know exactly what you mean, and I don't know what it's like to watch films 20 years later without knowing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's hard watching a film for the first time without the comparing it to watching it at the time because you bring all of your memories and all of your perceptions mm. from back then. So yeah. I think she enjoyed parts of it. I think she found it interesting. I don't think she found it as moving or as poignant as we find it because I love that movie. I really love Generations, but I know that I saw that with Ben in the theatres when it first came out at Hoyt's and I that was the first Star Trek thing I ever saw. You know what I do remember? I remember the start of the, the film when there there's that um, champagne bottle. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spinning, and you don't yeah. know it's a bottle at first, and then it's like, yeah, go and on. at the cinema it was like boom, it was like so loud, it was a complete shock, shocked at the system. Yeah, yeah, cool movie, and I will be looking forward to uh, Tarantino's R-rated version of Star Trek, which apparently he's going to do one day. <laughs> I was reading something online this week. I can't remember what what, what website uh, Simon Pegg was talking about. He's like, look, I've spoken to him about it. It seems really cool. Um, it's true to the to, to Star Trek. It'll be R-rated, but I reckon Tarantino is too busy right now because I know he's working on like at least two, three projects over the next couple of years. And that makes me so happy to hear that he's finally going to do sci-fi because I know that's where his heart is and mm. he's doing all these other films to get them out of his system. I guarantee you that's the case. An R-rated Star Trek is... They're going to be all digital though. It's almost effects. as good as an R-rated Star Wars. You know how... Which is why I don't like oh. Star Wars because it's, it's got the wrong rating. Well, the the original Star Wars are fine. It's it, no spoilers. No, no spoilers here because I, I there are people don't. listening who I know you don't. But if we it's, watch them now, you'd be like, "It's a dark story, an extremely dark don't, story." But <clears throat> no spoilers though, because Anna might be listening to this and she hasn't finished. We just started watching the Star Trek, the original Star Wars. Okay, she doesn't know any of it. So we'll, Bjork dies in the end. Yeah, Bjork dies. But and she sings a song about it before. Yeah, I know what you mean. But oh, yeah, I think you know Tarantino always says. I'm going to make 10, 10 films, but he only considers films, movies shot on film. And then after that, yeah, I reckon he's going to go and do digital sci-fi stuff. That's be- my prediction. Because he'll be putting it on solid state disc as opposed to film. Yeah. And so you can say, yeah, I only ever made 10 films. I was talking to my workmates about it today and, and one of my um, colleagues mentioned that um, I think Tarantino said he only wants to make like 12 or 13 great films and then he's done. No, he said 10. Was it 10, was it? It's 10. Right. 10 films. He's got two to go. And one I, of them's the Manson one, which is next. From what I know of the guy, from what I've heard and read, yeah. like the, the guy is just constantly involved. He's very active and he likes making movies. I, I, I reckon he, he won't stop until he's dead, until he literally physically can't make Well, I don't movie. think he'll stop making movies. That's what I'm saying. I think he'll stop making quote-unquote films. films. He'll do 10 on film because yeah. no one shoots on film anymore. Everyone shoots everything digital now. Yeah. Because it costs... It costs a fortune. One hundredth of the price to shoot digital than it does yeah. to shoot on film. Film is ridiculous. It's tedious. That's why he wanted to do the Hateful Eight on that ridiculous <laughs> Ben-Hur cameras and all that stuff like that. Because yeah. no one... It's the last ones that are ever being done like that. Hmm. So he wants to have a piece of that. And I think obsession over that kind of thing um, possibly cost that film probably affected that film in some ways I don't think it's anywhere near I his really best like work I, really I, like I like it but I don't think if I had to delete any of his films from the archive that's one of the ones I'm deleting first as opposed to the Kill Bills and the Death Proofs and all the ones I love one of the things that I, I liked about The Hateful Eight was that my parents liked it and I like the fact that uh, on occasions where I've gone to the, the cinema with mm-hmm. my parents and I think the first Tarantino movie that we saw together, which was at home, was Kill Bill and they loved it. Yeah. Then when we saw um, Inglorious Bastards, they loved it as well. Um, my mum loved Hateful Eight. I remember watching Desperado with your dad. And, and, Do you and, remember that? And they loved the UFC. It's great. <laughs> it's they great love the violence. Enjoy stuff with you. Well, like, you know, I think People of an older generation grew up in a more violent world in some ways. War was more recent. Things were happening. Mm. The The illusion of violence being gone from our world wasn't as strong. 
Yeah, do you remember watching Desperado with your dad? Yeah, yeah. In your lounge room? Yeah. Back when you had the TV out there, the old 4.3 CRT? Yep. And I didn't know anything about Robert Rodriguez. I didn't know who Tarantino was. I still remember thinking, how funny is that guy who told that story about pissing um, all over everybody? No idea that that was Tarantino. Zero yeah. idea. I hadn't seen Pulp Fiction. I hadn't seen <clears throat> anything. And I'm like, wow, that guy's my favorite actor in the whole film. I loved that guy. He was hilarious. I'd seen Pulp Fiction years <coughs> before that, but I didn't know what Tarantino looked like. So yeah. when I saw Desperate, I didn't know that was Tarantino. You just knew it was the same guy who said dead, dead new storage. Yeah. yeah. But I did know that it was um, Antonio Banderas. Yes. And I did know Cheech as well. Yes. Did we know Steve Buscemi then? Or that was the no. first thing we saw him in? No, or second, maybe we, we we might have seen him as the the revenge guy in Billy Madison. Maybe no, that was I, I a bit later. I didn't at that point. Yeah, that was a few years later. I love that crossover that Sandler and Tarantino both have a lot of the same guys bouncing mm. between films. Mm. A couple of the two auteurs working in different mediums. That's different, not mediums, different worlds of cinema. <laughs> so there you go. R-rated Star Trek. That's exciting. I need to catch up on the the Netflix series. Have you watched it? The Star Trek one. Yeah. 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 Did you watch all of it? Yeah. Yeah. There's new ones out, aren't there? I don't think so. I think it's still season one. I thought there were new ones out. I'll double check, but you know, I haven't even watched Altered Carbon yet. Um, no, I well, I've I I got rid of my Netflix about two months ago to save money because I wasn't watching anything. I'll turn it on again when I. I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch some Netflix and then activate it then. <laughs> like, I, th- I think it was Alf. Alf, I was talking to him a couple of weeks and he was like, yeah, watch it. It's like amazing. Oh, really? Altered Carbon? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the end. But look, I've got to be honest. It didn't captivate me. I think I got up to about ap- episode five and I was like, I've got to stop and go back and watch it again because this is, I'm, I'm lost. You weren't sure. Yeah. And that's a problem when you get to five episodes. Three, I can understand. But if you're halfway through to the fourth or fifth and you're like, oh, I'm not loving this. Yeah. Exactly, and I wanted to love it, right? I went into it because the whole <coughs> cyberpunk, you know, sort of uh, dystopian type, you know. High expectation. Yeah. <coughs> did you ever look up that new Luke Besson one? I Luke? did, and I couldn't find the freaking thing, so I reckon they've taken it down. It might not be on Netflix. Just send me the name and I'll yeah, get it's, it through I mean, different means. I'll look up Luke Besson. I can't remember the name of it. It's got like 50 words in the title, and the two lead actors are a little bit annoying, but the world is interesting. Yeah. I think Rihanna plays an alien. Like she plays herself. They use body capture or something on her, and there's these aliens that kind of look a bit like Rihanna, and maybe they're a bit Jamaican. I don't know. They love cricket, but they're aliens. What are you reading these days or listening to? I Hyperion. Book I was. I'm probably a third of the way into the third Hyperion book. <laughs> I um, which is kind of really the second one. The first two were kind of a one one thing and the second two are kind of one thing you know when there's kind of a big gap mm-hmm. um which i'm loving i stopped when i went away because i didn't really couldn't really concentrate on a single audio book like that by myself i was a bit busy i'm going to get back into it soon i've been catching up on a few podcasts i didn't listen to um i've been reading a book called hold me tight what's that about it's a it's about human relationships like male female relationships and denying the concept of attachment or something like that people thinking they have to be like okay by themselves before they can like in- engage with other people okay and sort of finding ways to actually do that 
I've been also reading one called A Universe from Nothing, which is about astrophysics and astronomy. I was reading another one called The Joy of X, which is about maths, like a different look at maths for someone like an adult who's trying to learn a bit more stuff. Mm -hmm. And a couple of other ones. But, oh, I've been reading that comic book I sent you a picture of, Saga. Okay. I've downloaded an app so I could... So I could read that. It's a sci-fi comic book set in an alternate universe. Are you getting through all that stuff? Do you see, you you have a di- very different approach to uh, sort of getting through content. Like I, I focus on one, get it done, then I move on to the next. Well, one. that's where. Yeah, go on. Yeah. It sounds like you like to. Well, no, th- this is the thing. I did it on my phone, and I only bought enough to be like, oh, this is two hundred pages. It costs twelve dollars, and if I read no, that, I'll that. buy the I'm next one. Talking about all the, the everything that you've just mentioned. Oh, the other ones. Yeah. Well, I read them when I feel like them, so they're all different types of books. So yeah. if I feel like reading, I go, oh, and I've got a science book, a, a human relation, like a sociology book, yeah. a, a, a comic book, all these different things. What do I feel like? It's like with TV shows; you don't just watch one TV show at a time, or you know what I mean. Like, I don't feel like I have to have one going. I'm the opposite. Yeah. just want to grind through that one thing. Not grind. I just, I just want Not to... Not grind in a bad way. I guess grind's a bad word. I, I, I enjoy the continuity <clears throat> of, of sort of starting something and then, you know, getting through the through the story. And yeah. Plus, I have a bad memory. So, I don't want to sort of go back and have to revisit stuff because I've let too much time elapse, you know, from the last time I picked it up. Sure. Yeah. I think yeah. you'd love Saga, though. Yeah. I think you'd really like it. I think, um, yeah, it's very interesting. The, the way they've done the phone version of it, you just tap it and it goes from frame to frame. So you can actually read it on your phone properly. Yeah, yeah I've got an app like that. And I got that app so that I could have a look at the, I forget what the name of it is, but it's the, um, it's like the restylized version of uh, the Incal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I've looked for online and i just can't find it anywhere not in english anyway I mean, there's french version i found it the restylized one so I it's think all so. noir it's all very dark the coloring the new yeah, coloring yeah, yes yeah. i think that one's edited by the way i think it's censored no i don't think so from what i've read it has maybe there's a version that isn't it's on the itunes bookstore okay i want a physical copy oh. that's what i want i've got the electronic copy already oh okay i want a physical in copy. english in english they used to have a copy at Impact Comics. Yeah, I've looked around. They said if, they couldn't get it. Anymore. Oh, you asked and them. They said they couldn't and, order it. And I yeah, can't find it in English versions. But if I ever come across that, yeah, you know, and I don't really buy that many sort of physical. Maybe eBay. Yeah, I've I've looked in there and there's yeah nothing. But if I ever come across it, I will definitely buy. Yeah. I, I, that I would actually like to own. <clears throat> yeah. I think it looks fascinating. Yeah, it. It's I, pre- funny. I prefer that over the original. For the sure. original coloring is quite pop art, mm. quite yellow and blue. Like old X Men style yep. coloring. Yep. I don't think it does it justice for 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 the sort of period that it's set in, or the sort of the, in the environment that it's. You've seen the his world. latest stuff though, right? Set in that same universe, which is like the Techno Priest. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's basically that's what they did with yeah. what they did to the old stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I know what you mean. Um, how much of the Inkle have you read? Mm. The first one, the Omnibus. Most of it. I think I've read half of it. Most of it. I really enjoyed it. Obviously, didn't enjoy it enough to be like, I have to finish it. But I only do it when I've got time. You know, when you want to put time aside and pull out the book and go through it? Mm. That's the problem, time. Yeah. 
Whereas, yeah, the comic book on the phone, I can just read a few frames when I'm doing nothing. Yeah. It's a different experience. I um started listening to Total Recall. The book. Yeah, Arnie's book. Well, there's oh, no, Arnold Schwarzenegger's book. I thought you yeah. meant the book by um, no, no, Philip no. K. Dick or yeah, whoever it's one. by. No, this <laughs> is Arnie's book. Based on. But, so I got on Audible and Arnie yeah, I know this. reads the start of it, but then it's like flips over to these other American narrators. Some other guy. Yeah, he mm. read an abridged version or something and then they fill in the gaps. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a bit weird. Like, I'm still enjoying it. I think it's a fascinating story. It's frustrating yeah. though. It is, yeah. It'd be a lot better if he was doing the whole, yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. How does he sound? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's bad to do an Arnold impersonation unless it's perfect and I can't do a perfect one. Go on. Yeah. Awesome story. How is it? So, humble upbringing. Yeah. Uh, you know. Quick question. Paul? Is it a new book or is it just it adding his old books together? Because I've obviously read his, he wrote an autobiography in 1978. And I've got a copy of that. And that was his life from scratch up until then. Is this just more on top it, of it's that? It's that and, and extra stuff on extra top Extra stuff of later. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I think it's going to get on to, you know, him becoming governor and stuff like that. So, yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, I, I guess what's been covered so far, his upbringing in Austria, yeah. um, uh, you know, growing up with his parents, with his brother, uh, his Cold dad, showers. the policeman. Yeah. Um, then uh, getting into or going to the army, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know getting into weight training, and I'm up to the bit where he goes to America and he meets Joe Weider. I had no idea that Joe Weider really looked after him. I think he's one of the yeah. think, main reasons that he got he was able to get to America and, and become the success. He uh, helped Joe, him a lot. Joe sort of made it happen. Yeah, um, and and obviously because you know Joe saw the talent and he told him from the very beginning you're going to be the greatest of all time he saw how marketable he was as well he yeah. wasn't talented but un but uncharismatic he was, just a he was so charismatic so intelligent and charismatic and the best because apparently he wasn't uh, like he wasn't that, that cut but he was just a big man like big frame much yeah. bigger than anyone else Huge. so he would obviously would have said wow if this guy you know sort of yeah. addresses his weaknesses he'll become the greatest yeah, yeah. big dude yeah, all, all the way big dude <laughs> fascinating story oh, I, I love how they um the, the the culture in munich how they would go out beer drinking and get into fights <laughs> it was just part of the culture but like people would would you know just to size each other up you know would, would yeah. get into a fist fight and then they'd be like you know, you know happy about it after and just they would have a beer that's so bizarre to me yeah it was i guess i don't have that in me some people do do you no the no. fighting i don't have that no. in me I never have. I've always found it quite dis- distasteful. I don't know what that makes me. <laughs> I like watching violence. Don't necessarily enjoy it. To a point, right? Participating. To a point, you like it. When you know it's controlled, like UFC and all that stuff. You like you don't want to watch someone get kicked to death. No. You know, well, like I'm not, not... I mean, I there's videos like online where people say, I like watching violence and they'll watch someone be beaten up. Yeah, no. So, not you really like a- athletic competition. Hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like martial arts, like blood sport in real life. Boxing. Yeah. Love boxing, but I love the UFC and the UFC on the weekend was, well, it was a crazy week. I don't know if you were reading about everything that was going on while you were uh, while you were away. I put on a podcast on the plane and it was Brendan Sharp talking to Joe Rogan about how they had replaced, oh, what's his name? Max. No, Ferguson. They'd replace Ferguson with, with Max. Max Holloway, and then 
I pulled up an article to see who won that fight and Holloway had pulled out because he didn't make weight. And then they re- replaced him with La Quinta and then the whole Conor McGregor thing, yeah? And then Conor McGregor threw uh, tried, a tried luggage to, trolley, a bus. threw a bus and shattered the windows and half the fighters couldn't fight. It's crazy. And that Rose Namajunas girl smashed that ridiculous European, Eastern European girl. Yeah, it was a fairly even... Well, two rounds apiece and then Rose definitely had the last one, but... Yeah. But she beat her in five. Yeah, that yeah. was that would have been the fight of the that and a fight between the other Dagestanian dude. Yeah, amazing fight, really mm. fluid fighter. That was awesome. And the Khabib fight, well, everyone knew what was going to happen. He was just going to completely dominate this guy to the extent that come round three, he was he decided to hey, I'm not going to grand pound this guy. I'm just going to have a bit of fun and, and get into a boxing match. Is that what happened? Because yeah. a lot of the analysis said that. He couldn't. He missed a bunch of takedowns, and then he was trying to ground and pound him again, but the guy wouldn't let him. Bullshit. Okay. Yeah. I have a. Yeah, go on. So he um. His 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 coaches were telling him, "What are you doing? Stop boxing this guy, ground and pound." Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." And he just kept boxing him anyway. Okay. And and then at the end of the fight, he's like, "Look, I probably no post conference, I probably shouldn't have boxed him." Because that that was dangerous. Because lakinta has got yeah. you know one one punch knockout power, and that's what his coaches obviously would have been concerned about. But uh, his corner. But um, he said, "Look, I've been watching Ali videos all week, and I just wanted to have a bit of fun and yeah, practice my boxing." Okay, interesting. So, at, he wasn't troubled at all. Oh, okay, yeah. That that was a it was a walk in the park for him. Tell <coughs> me what you think of this. I actually have a bit of a. Uh, a bit of a I don't know if it's intellectual or emotional battle with the concept of watching fighting from the point of view of like I love the movie Bloodsport and I'll like a clean type of martial arts fight type thing I don't really like the the blood bloodbath type stuff at all like anything really sickening I'm kind of like oh, I don't want to watch that but also I have this thing and I don't know if it's logical or not, but I know that only only poor people end up becoming fighters and they're being paid money by rich people to fight. Not always. Not always. Very true. 90%. President Roosevelt. He was a martial artist. He came from a rich family. Exactly. He became the president of the United States. Yeah. The majority of fighters mm-hmm. are poor people being paid by rich people for entertainment. And I just feel like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Like in Digi- like in Django Unchained. What, what, you feel like it's exploitation or something like that? Exploitation, yeah. yeah but Jan- Django, okay, that was straight up slavery. That's right? an, that, But that's an exaggeration of it. That's the extreme version. I just wonder, like these fighters who get rich, very few of them can keep fighting. They just mm. fall apart because they don't need to anymore. I don't know, I'm, I'm caught... Intellect. I'm caught between, oh, it's cool, the fighting's cool, I like watching a good, a good athlete do stuff and feeling a bit like, oh, should I be watching this? Do you know what I mean? I don't have that struggle. Yeah. Because the way that I see it is, look, in, it's, it's a bit like football. It's, it's a means out of, you know, poverty but in some cases. Yeah. 
but these guys are good at it and they enjoy it. It's not like they're up there and and it's like oh, shit and and they're getting paid. Yeah, and that's the other side. Of it. And if they're smart with their money, then yeah. they can you know you know from that perspective from a financial point of view become very successful. Yeah, that's the other side of it. But they're not the ones making all the money. Most no. of the money well, goes to a bunch of rich dudes okay, organizing. Well that, that's a separate argument, right? I mean, and and there's there's a lot of people who talk about how you know the UFC exploits its fighters, like the, yeah. the fighters don't get their cut of you know of paid the very, earnings. very little, most of them. Whereas the majority in Bell- of them. Bellator, they get a better deal, but the the marketing in Bellator sucks, yeah. and and it's not accessible. I'd love to watch Bellator, but I can't because you can't get it here. Mm. <clears throat> so at least not live. You see so, what I'm saying? Though? You understand where I'm coming yeah, so from. There's, a, bit. Like, there's, there's a bunch of different things in my it. head. Yeah, yeah, but it all comes in my head. It all comes together. So I end up feeling. I mean, conflicted l- about. Look, if if you apply that logic, then you know you wouldn't be wearing any of the clothes you're wearing now because it's made by I, some I, Chinese person exactly. in some sweatshop getting paid fuck all. So, exactly, and yeah. I I have troubles with all that just, too. Just walk around naked. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I have watched fights, and I do wear clothes, and I do watch. The, the basketball and that's all covered in propaganda and advertising and all that nonsense all the time as well it's still something i think about though do you know what i mean like there's still it still pops into my head i I have trouble watching it and separating that or isolating that i don't like i guess i don't like associating myself and i don't think this is a problem because I don't think I'm the same, but there are a bunch of fans in in America, for example, or anywhere, mm. who just love seeing people being beat up and love seeing people getting smashed. The whole blood everywhere type thing. Yeah, but now now we're sort of getting a little bit. That that's a completely separate issue again. I well, the that, thing. That, 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 for let's go back me, to you. No, but for me, they're not. Those are all the same issue. These are all in my head. I haven't got one issue with it. I'm not complaining about it. I'm saying I have a struggle with all of these different elements. Mm, they're all separate issues. But no, they're not though. It's the one thing. It's all It's all the watching fighting. You struggle with the blood. You don't like watching blood. You don't like the fact that fighters get exploited. You don't like the fact that other people like like violence and get off on it. I don't like the all fact that it's issues. popular because... No, but it's all the one fighting though. I think of all of them when I'm watching it. So sometimes I can't. I'm just like, no, I'm not going to watch But that's this. what I'm saying. You need to look at it as separate issues. If you bundle it into one, you're going to miss out on, on, on a lot of things that I think you, know, you should get out of it. So when I look at it, I look at, say, someone like, I say GSP, an absolute you know, master. Uh, and, and it helps that I read his book because I understand where he's coming from and his upbringing. But yeah. you know, he's a guy who uh, treats fighting like, like a true warrior would. Right? It's, 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 a, it's a way of living. It's a way of thinking. Uh, that's why he respects other fighters. And you look at someone like you know Conor McGregor, who's you know who who likes the the shiny things, right? And and he's a guy who you know has also come back from from you know humble beginnings. But you know I think it's the distraction of it all that has changed him and is changing him as a person. That's why he's you know now now doing stupid shit, and is you know potentially going to jail. Do you think that was a uh, he was trying to he did that on purpose? Yeah. What makes you think that he didn't? No, but I mean, it's a promotional thing for himself. I don't think anyone deliberately tries to promote themselves and and put themselves at risk of going to jail, which is what's happening. Right? You think he'll actually spend time in jail? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he'll be charged. Yeah. Or get deported or something. Do you think it hurts his brand? I think he's lost a lot of fans. Um, I really? Think any? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think people uh, love it. 
I think the people who really love McGregor will continue to love him irrespective of what he does. I think a lot of people who maybe respected Connor as as a fighter in terms of his fighting achievements and um, perhaps thought that his showmanship was there to, you know, to sort of go with the fighting or, or promote the fighting. But I think his actions now, which sort of demonstrate that he's, he's just gone over the top and crossed that line and, and you know, putting other fighters at risk, um, you know, ruining a card... Uh, ruining his chances of potentially fighting again. He'll definitely fight in the UFC again within a year. Maybe, maybe. Oh, he's knows. he's the biggest fighter they've ever had. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that whether yeah. he'll fight or not. But what I'm saying is, is I mean, I've I've lost respect for him, and I I don't like the guy anymore. Yeah. I mean, okay. So he's lost, you know, and, and I'm not the only one. Um, you know, I've been following the commentary online, the yeah. social commentary, and a lot, of, a lot of people think he's well. Yeah, thought that you know his behaviour was was just you know for show, yeah. to promote, but that's clearly gone to his head because he's crossed the line. Yeah. Well, maybe it was never to promote. Maybe it was just him being him. Well, yeah. Well, maybe. Or maybe this is still just part of him trying to promote, and he didn't expect it to go this far. Maybe, maybe, and and the whole rationale for for doing that was just completely absurd. <laughs> He's in. He's in Ireland. Gets on his private jet with a a bunch of his mates to have an argument with Khabib, who was inside a bus, um, about what happened with Lobov and what happened with Lobov was completely legit. Lobov goes online and, and calls Khabib a pussy, and Khabib confronted him, and he was quite, you know, he wasn't rude to him or anything like that. He was certainly, you know, I wouldn't even say aggressive. He was quite assertive, mm. uh, and he was basically. Uh, you know, in Russian, I don't know if you've seen the videos. Like, why did you call me that? Why, why would you do that? If you have, you know, if you have something to say about someone, you, you know, here I am. You say it to me, you say it to my face. Why did you call me that? What was the reason behind that? And uh, and the other, and, you know, Lobo was like, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. So you know, he he wasn't even admitting to what he had said. Mm. <coughs> and then McGregor gets offended by that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what makes me think He's it's a, clown. a promotional thing. Anyway. Keeping himself well, in the whether he's, he's certainly in the news. That th- whether it's deliberate or not, yeah, yeah, it's promotional. It's certainly promoted the McGregor name, but I yeah. think he's lost a lot of fans. Maybe he's gained more. Yeah, who knows? But It'll yeah, be I don't like him anymore. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, yeah. So what else did you, what else have you been up to over Easter? Where did you go? Did you go anywhere at Easter? No, nah, we hung around here, just sort of kicking back. What'd you um, do? Watch any movies? Oh, we saw go Ready Player there. One. Oh, you went to the cinema? You didn't enjoy it? No. I even watched, I took my parents out to that and they didn't even enjoy it. It's that tough when you've read it, listen to an audiobook, and then you watch a film yeah. version of something. Yeah, and they just changed some fundamental parts yeah. of, the, of the story. I hate that. So that, that was disappointing. Um, we no, got good how ratings. was the acting? Uh, yeah. You can't trust ratings yeah. and reviews. You can't trust them. They're just paid off. Most of them are paid off. Yeah, well, I. They all work for magazines that are owned by the production companies. Like, Rotten Rotten Tomatoes is usually on the mark with me, like nine out of ten times. You I, know how that works, though, right? I do, I do. But regardless of that, like, yeah. there's there's a, a correlation between what I like what and what like and what and people what say on that, good. right? So and and I pay attention to the critic reviews, not yeah. not the uh, sorry to the not to the, not to the, the the sort of paid critics who go on that. Um, I look at what people will say, like the yeah. regular folk. So and Metacritic as well, but um. How many shills do you think vote on as people? What's that? Like, how many people do you think are fake and real? 
on those vo- on those people voting. Oh, there. yeah, they're probably using bots and algorithms and other sort of. Yeah, um, or they hire people. Who knows? And they'll do a hundred a day. Yeah, or two hundred a day. I don't. I don't doubt that. But my point is. Yeah. Nine out of ten times. There's a correlation. Yeah. Have any of your favorite films got bad reviews on those sites? Mm, yeah, there are. So, I think initially, one that comes to mind recently. So Pacific Rim. Yep. Um, got I poor str- ratings. I struggled with that one. But, first one. But I loved it. It was just fun. I didn't take it seriously. Yeah. And over time, it's gotten better ratings for that reason. Um, yeah, nothing Nothing recent sort of comes to mind. Yeah. Um, other than that, bike riding is going good. I've got a big race this weekend. Oh, you do? Yeah. Where is it at? Out at Stromlo. It's 160Ks on the mountain bike. Wow. That's pretty... 100 miles. So... That's pretty far. It is. I haven't <laughs> Wait, done... You're only going for a 160 kilometer ride this I've, weekend. I've never done anything that kind of volume. Yeah. And not only that, and they call it like the toughest marathon race in Australia. It's Stromlo is, is just rough on the body because it's bumpy. It's very rocky, climbing. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There, there aren't really... There's not that many resting points. Normally when you're resting there, they're, you're pedaling, right? Yeah. So there's no cruising. Sure. Um, so that that's on Sunday, and it's a five a.m. start. Wait, wait, hold on a second. You have to get up at five a.m. I have to start, or you start, I start riding. At I start riding at five a.m. in the morning. Yep. So there's three a.m. happens, and then four a.m. happens. Yep. And then an hour later, you have to be riding. Yep. So you wake up when? I reckon I'll probably have to get up at about three o'clock. Three o'clock. What time are you going to go to bed? Going to bed... Is, is this the, Sunday we're talking about? Yeah, Sunday. It so, Saturday easy. afternoon, it's getting you go to, to bed sleep Because my body clock will be used to sort of going to sleep by about, you know, 8, 30, 9 So, o'clock. what time are you going to bed? So, I'll try and get to bed at, you know, 7 o'clock. <coughs> are you getting up really early the day before to prepare? Inevitably, I'll end up waking up really early, but I'm going to try and get some sleep during the day so, you know, I can sort of... Just in case. Compensate, yeah. Uh, so, you get up at 3. Mm. You get ready. You leave here at 4. Get there by 4.40. Yep. Get ready. Actually, I'll probably have to get up a bit earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God we've had this planning session. So you're getting up at 2.45. You're leaving at 3.45. You're going to get there at 4.30. So maybe, yeah, 2.45. Oh, there's going to be no traffic. You'll probably leave at 4 and get there at 4.30, to be honest. Yep. Yep. And I don't have to worry about warming up, right? Because it's a marathon. So Sure, you just warm up on the bike. So... So, yeah. So, I'll be out. How long is it going to take? I have no idea. How long should it take? Rough ballpark. I'm not looking for a prediction, just a rough estimate. I reckon if I can finish it in 10 hours or less, I'll be super happy. What's the happiest you could be? What's the best time you're hoping for? If I can get it under 10, I reckon 10, 10 something will be an achievement. And how, what's the lowest where you'd be like, fuck, that's terrible. Anything more than 11. Okay. So, you want to finish under 10, hopefully, but under 11, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Are you in a certain age category? Like, are you in a certain category where you can place or something? Or uh, is it too competitive? The, or what are you Probably reckon? veterans. But, yeah. look, I don't know what they've done in previous iterations of this race, but the AMB 100 is typically a 100-kilometer race. And then they give you, like, 
50, I think, in 25K options as well. Yeah. But when I was reading up about it this year, I noticed, hey, we're now doing an 100-mile uh, category as well. And you went, cool, and I'll do the longer one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figure it's a good challenge, so why not? Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. And it's just a different type of riding because it is a marathon, so you have to... It's, it's definitely more of a mental challenge. You? Yeah. When you do the shorter races, you're like, okay, I've got to pace myself, but you're riding pretty hard. Yeah. Whereas in a marathon, it's a mental challenge constantly because it's like, oh shit, I'm riding too hard. I've got to back off, but you know, maybe I'm not going fast enough. And then it's those mental games and then main, you know, managing your energy as well, yeah. food and all of that. So it'll be good. It's good training. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, not not a. I wouldn't consider that a high priority race for me, which yeah. is why like I'm training as per normal. You know, doing my weights and riding. You know, doing. But you'll take a couple of days off beforehand. No. Nah, no. Nah. As how far as I'm concerned, it's a training ride. How long are you riding, riding on Saturday? Two and a half hours. Oh, so you're not doing 100Ks on Saturday? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Saturdays are normally like a sort of short, faster ride. No, okay. Sundays are longer rides. Cool. But, yeah. What are you eating for the race? I'm, I've been eating too much. I've been eating good things, just too much of it. Yeah, you're looking huge. I, I think a lot of it's also water weight as well. Yeah. I started drinking lattes again. <laughs> I love lattes. <laughs> Fat boy drinking lattes. Love lattes. Yeah. Love lattes with, with like proper fat, you know, grass-fed, yeah. fat cow, organic milk. I'm off coffee this month. No coffee. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't <laughs> imagine that. It's just not possible. It's not feasible. Fat-fed, grass-fed, cow-fed milk. Yeah. It is a good thing though. I mean, getting off stimulants, if you can, is a good thing. Yeah, well, I am I think I have a di- an addictive personality, so I'm better off just avoiding shit like that. I think I told you a few weeks ago that I, I was listening to Brendan Schaub and Rogan in what was, I reckon, the best one I've ever done. Yeah. But they spent about five minutes talking about Brendan Schaub's trip to the doctor because... Oh, because of his stomach problems because he was drinking 16 <laughs> cups a day and, and not eating That's for weeks crazy. on end. That's crazy. And so he got really sick and was throwing up all the time. Fair enough. Drinking multiple cups of coffee when you're on a fast is pretty crazy as well. That you just, boom, like... Head case. He is a head case. But he's an an addictive personality extremist, that guy. Mm. Hmm? Yeah, that's what most professional athletes, I think, probably are to an extent. They get addicted to winning, they get addicted to training, and that's why they can do it. They're not more disciplined, they've got problems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not balanced. They're you not. And that's why they have problems in their personal life. Like Michael Jordan to all... I mean, I don't know the guy, obviously. But a lot of people say he was quite hard to deal with in real life. His competitiveness, all that stuff, made him quite a difficult human being. You could probably say that about a lot of people who excel in their respective areas or their respectiveness yeah. or yeah. You know, passions. Yeah. Like me taking that dump in the desert. I was maybe not the easiest person to be around that week. But if you saw what I delivered... Did you bury like, it? It buried me. It buried you. <laughs> you were knee deep. I was... I had to um, swim out. Jesus. Of uh, It was like... Have you seen Never Ending Story? No, oh, man. When the, horse, when the horse dies in that giant swamp. No, I don't He's in like that. neck deep mud and he's swimming out and the horse drowns. That's what it was like. It was probably like a six hour swim out of my own feces. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. It's kind of gross. Top of the field, though. I excelled. 
Axel. Um, uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, any movies coming up you're looking to see? You're looking to watch? Annihilation is is on Netflix, and the guy who I think it's the guy who directed uh, Ex Machina. Oh, okay. And and I've heard it's good. Um, it's got what's her face in it. I thought you were talking about the Bollywood actor Anil Lashon. No, no, Anil no. Lashon. No, this is some Annihilation. Group. No, I'm just being silly. European bloke, I think. Like what's the name? The the Israeli chick. From what? The actress. From where? She's in Star Wars. Oh, Natalie Portman. Yeah, yeah, she's in it. Apparently, <laughs> Israeli. I know, I know you. Isn't she Israeli? Israeli American? Yeah, she's something. She's loaded. Oh, she's <laughs> she's a I know. I know. You she, think that she is a fantastic. I think she woman. might be the worst actress on the planet. No, nah, there's much worse than that. No, I mean people can be worse than her, but people who've trained as much as her and been given as much coaching as her to be as bad as she is still is rough. I don't think she's that bad. She is She's not great, but I can watch a movie with her. Yeah, because they cut because they cut away all the time. There's no scenes where she's playing opposite <laughs> someone, and when she is, it's embarrassing. I guarantee you, they're doing fifty takes with her every scene. Maybe, maybe I would. St- I would love to see her in a theater play, where you have to deliver on the dot. I think it'd be like trying to. W- it'd be like watching James Franco in Of Mice and Men, which I saw at Dendi. And he was embarrassing. It was like watching a high school play. I'm trying to think of a, of a really bad actress right now. There's so many. <laughs> Uma Thurman. You don't like Uma Thurman? No. Really? I like her in Pulp Fiction. I haven't seen... You don't like her in Kill Bill? No. No, I think she's awful in Kill Bill. I love Kill Bill, but... How the can movie you love Kill so Bill, but she's the star of it? She has so much hard, difficult dialogue. It makes it believable. I love the story. I love the way, you know, Tarantino's shooting style. I just don't like... Well, I don't want to put any spoilers out for people who haven't seen it, but that conversation at the very end. Mm. See, she's not my favourite actress Mm. at all, but I think she she doesn't ruin that movie for me. Mm. Okay. But I don't think she's a rich kid, though. Her career, like she's not been in a lot of big films. She's been in Tarantino films and then she gets other roles because she's famous from Tarantino and then she disappears. Yeah, true. She's not She's not one of those ones who just keeps appearing in flop after flop after flop after flop. Yeah, that, that's only because she said no to Harvey Weinstein very early in her career. <laughs> that's what rich girls, ha- poor girls have to do that. Hmm. There's not a lot of rich girls coming out saying like, she, oh, me too. She said no and uh, and that was the end of it. The rich girls don't need to say me too. Their dads are doing that to some other girl. Mm. <laughs> or them. Who knows? Uh, I went and saw Doug Stanhope do stand-up comedy last night. The stand-up comedian from America. Where did you see that? At the Street Theatre. Where is the Street Theatre? On the edge of the ANU campus. Right near all that new accommodation down there near the Dumpling House oh, in yeah. Civic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really nice venue. It's about 250 seats. I think it's 25 across, 10 deep. Really high tiering, like every seat is you, you can't see the person in front of you. Full house, pretty much. How much are the tickets? $72. Okay, uh, not inexpensive, 
pretty expensive. Hmm. But he is one of the biggest stand-up comedians in the world. If you look him up and look at his resume, he's on all the different, um, all the different on-demand services. He's got a very, very popular podcast. He's a pretty big deal. I'm surprised he came to Canberra. That's one of the reasons I saw him. Guys that big don't usually come to Canberra. Is he related to John Stanhope? <laughs> <laughs> Is that why he came to Canberra? I'm just trying to think of why you would come to Canberra. He came to Canberra to sort of build up for his um, Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane shows, I think. He went to Tasmania first and then he was working on stuff last night. So he was training. Riffing and stuff. Yeah. Using us as a springboard and he'll do bigger bigger shows, probably thousand pe- seat places, I would say. I don't know what he's doing in Sydney and Melbourne. He tried to do Darwin, he said, and um, no one no one bought enough tickets so they cancelled it and did a Canberra show instead. There's not enough people in Darwin, dude. Not actually. enough people who know who he is who want to pay $70. I'm saying there's just not enough people with in, in Darwin, let alone <laughs> to fill pe- up a, people with $70. Just people at all, yeah. Yeah, he had a really interesting bit about them, not, not to spoil people's bits, but obviously we don't have a massive audience, so I don't think I'm ruining his show. A really interesting bit about the Me Too movement. Yeah, and I don't think there's any Darwinians um, <laughs> listening to this either. I'm not worried. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, there's not. I don't think they have the internet up there. And... It, he was saying that, he goes, women, I understand exactly how you feel because I'm a weak man and we get treated exactly the same. <laughs> and he went into detail <laughs> about like, getting beaten up or not being able to fight and being intimidated and being threatened and all this stuff like that. It's quite interesting. It's quite funny. So remember, I think I mentioned at the last podcast, I was listening to History on Fire. So yeah. Oh, did you mention that then or you mentioned that at another point? Maybe you mentioned that on the phone. In any case... I, I listened to the, the three-part show on um, Theodore Roosevelt. Yes. And Roosevelt was, you know, a skinny kid. And, and became a martial artist. He got bullied, um, beat the shit out of him when he was a kid. And he came from a rich family, but yeah. that's how he got into, into martial arts, into boxing and wrestling and yeah. stuff like that, you know, to boost his self-confidence. Yeah. And uh, what I found cool is when he became the governor of New York... He got rid of the um. He he had the games room in in, in the governor's house uh, cleared. And they got all the pool tables removed, dartboards and stuff removed, and just put mats everywhere. And he used to just train. That's like pretty wrestling funny. Wrestling, jujitsu, and stuff like that. What year was that? Early nineteen hundreds. <coughs> it's pretty funny. I think it's awesome. But yeah, people who get bullied, not uncommon. I think Ali became a boxer. He wanted to learn how to fight because some kid stole his bike when he was. A young boy and he couldn't fight back. They beat the oh, shit out of him. It's pretty funny. Pretty interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. There's not many other sports that get triggered like that, I guess. Maybe there are. I think it's just fighting sports. Yeah, there's not a lot of other sports where it's like, oh, I needed to play basketball in real life, so I went and got good at basketball. Someone beat the shit out of me, so, you know, I took on swimming or I needed well just I needed to swim somewhere so I took up swimming (laughs) or I needed to throw something into a ring from a distance so I took up basketball to help with my ring throwing skills there's this little Colombian bike rider uh, Nairo Quintana you know Quintana yeah I know I know everything there is to know about knowing a little bit about cycling so Quintana you know poor family he actually couldn't have been that poor because he had a bike anyway so he used to ride crazy distance from his village to school the top of the bottom would we say he's at the top of the bottom <laughs> yeah up? probably yep. yeah yep. Um, and uh, you know he was 
doing crazy kilometers and you know climbing crazy mountains out in Colombia, yeah. rural Colombia, you know, and went in a couple of boy. races. Was and smashed a, everyone. What is it like? Probably fifty kilos. Dude, he would not weigh fifty kilos. Probably middle forty, mid forties. Can't be any more than mid forty. You think about how much. Figure. Think about how much the actual, like Chris Froome weighs, and he's like six one. Yeah, it doesn't weigh much. He weighs like sixty. Quintana is five foot tall. He would weigh forty two. Yeah, maybe. Let's. It's kind of like a, he looks like a jockey. He does. He's built like a jockey. Let's look him up. Unfortunately, I don't have his stats. Pure climber. Nadal. How bizarre that I know how to spell his name without even thinking. Well, it's Spanish. It's phonetic. Easy. <laughs> they're, telling, they're, they're saying he weighs 58 kilos. Off season, maybe. There's no freaking kilos. way. There is no way. They're that saying dude. Chris Froome weighs 66 and Quintana weighs 58. No, there's no way what he rocks up what to a GT height? on 58 kilos. He's got to be like... They're saying he's 1.67 meters. He's tiny. 1.67 isn't that short. No, it's though. pretty short. Five six. Yeah, it's Raf's height. That, that's that's short. It's short, but he's not five two. I thought looking at him that he was like five two. Five six isn't a jockey. Like five foot is a jockey. Or yeah, five I don't one. believe he weighs. He, he does not rock up to a GT weighing. Fifty eight sounds a bit rough. Let's say maybe like. Maybe fifties. Maybe he's Low got 50s. thick legs. He doesn't. He's a stick figure. Yeah. Raph Raf Raf's not a tall guy, but he's got you know he's got muscular legs. <coughs> Raf doesn't have muscular legs. Well, maybe not muscular legs like yours, but certainly more muscular legs than me. <coughs> no, you've got you've got way bigger legs than Raf. I don't think so. Your legs would be twice the size of Raf's. In Raph. relative terms, I don't. Hey, so. Raf, if you're listening, can you take a photo of your legs and send them here? I've seen Raf because Raf just pulls his pants down all the time and just walks around in his underwear too much, and I know he's got thin <laughs> legs. He even did that thing in that movie we shot that skit film that we <laughs> shot where he walked in naked at the end wearing just underwear, and he's oh, skinny right, as yeah, fuck. His legs are so skinny. He's pretty skinny. Raf, you need to eat more meat. But Raph weighs, he weighs 60 kilos. I have no idea. No, Raph weighs more than 60. Raph, how much do you weigh? Yeah, if we can um, send an email to beastmonkeypodcast at gmail.com. Have yep. we set that up? Yet? Yeah, yeah, it's, def- it's definitely there. Have we set it up? Yeah. When, did, when did you set in, that up? In fact, no. I, w- once I post this up on the website, now that I've got these up on the website, then, then Rafa, if you can put a comment there and, and just, you know, let, let's just put this to bed. Put a photo of your put a, put a photo of your legs and <laughs> and your current weight and your current weight and what you weighed in two thousand and eight yeah and your height too while you're at it yeah you'd be five seven I think five six five seven he's a terrible bike rider though Raph you're a terrible bike rider. he's better than I am I'm a terrible bike rider speaking of which when are you gonna get on the bike well now that I'm back um after I've bought a few things like tires and got my car serviced I'm gonna be buying those shoes mm. That's next. That's on my list after my immediate medical things. I'm getting a gastroscopy to check if I've got any levels of celiac in my genes. Oh, shit. Okay. So that's booked in for the 8th of May, so I have to put a bit of money aside for that. We'll see how that goes. And uh, I've, I need to go to the dentist. We'll see. 
I need to book, put a bit of money aside for that. Once I've got that and my car service and my four new sports tires and an x-ray I'm getting on this lump on my foot. Can you see that lump there? Oh my God. It's a bone spur. I know, dude. I cost a fortune. Plus, Camille, I have to take her to... Camille, my Malamute, I have to take her to a skin specialist because she keeps getting ear infections. And i got to buy another bag of their fucking expensive dog food for $160. You need to... It doesn't stop, dude. But I'm all good. I'm all good. My money's fine. But the shoes are coming. <laughs> so there, there's a brand called DHB. It's a bang for buck. Probably the best cycling. Can you send me a link? them so i can yeah wiggle wiggle.com.au and then just do a search for dhb the whole they DH- pretty much i'm gonna write that down all sorts of different products you know, dhb helmets, clothes. Cycling shoes. Yep. do they sell them in person anywhere because uh, i'd like to try them on i have weird shaped feet yeah and by no, weird i mean i don't have weird shaped feet yeah DH- that, that's a yeah. dhb cycling shoes because there's a possibility with this bone spur thing i don't know what's going to happen I don't know if it's a stress fracture or if it's a bone spur. I don't know if I have to get it shaved off. I don't know if I have to wear like a space boot for six to eight weeks. So I don't want to drop money on the shoes if I don't need them straight away. I've had this problem with my foot for a while, but I didn't want to go before my trip away. It, it might would actually be better to, to buy them from a store. but Or at least try them on at the store. Uh, I don't like doing that. Yeah, Well, they don't sell DHB here and they're all different. So yeah, yeah but... It's probably better that you actually just buy. But it, look, there's all sorts of different price ranges. And, yeah, I'll and try them on and talk to the guys in the shop. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, oh just one more thing. Um, What have you got coming up in the next coming, besides the race? Anything else coming up in the next week or so? Uh, yeah, actually. So next... The race this weekend, next weekend, it's my dad's birthday. So I've got some family time. Then. How old's he turning? That's a good question. 72. 72. Good. Jesus. I know my dad turns 68 this year. My dad is old as shit. He's doing pretty well, too. He looks pretty. I'm glad. He's 17. He's doing good. Keeps healthy. Um. And then they're going to Chile for, I think it's six weeks. Wow. So Who are they flying with? Who are they flying with? Yeah. Like, as in the airline? Yeah. <laughs> this is such a weird question. I love knowing all that stuff. Who are they flying with? I love the detail. I was looking up airliners yesterday. I was looking up the A430s, the biggest ones that have the same same capacity on the, on the top floor as they do on the bottom floor with the four engines and all that the stuff. The super jumbo ones? Yeah. They're so cool. Oh, what, I love, I, lo- I sat there and read, I read, I skimmed, I didn't read it. Most of the Wikipedia page. The, the, I love planes. I love, um, I love trains. So I've, I've got this thing with trains and I think I like it's because too. when I was a kid, yeah. we used to, when we used to travel from the south of Chile to Santiago, uh, yeah. it was by train. And yeah. my dad worked for State Railroad and I yeah. think that's where, and I used to, we always lived in houses that were near the railroad track. So as a kid, I used to see the trains go yeah. by. Um you also big, love running trains on people? Saw a big train accident once. What? Huge train accident. Huge train accident. How? So, it's funny that I remember this because I would have been pretty young, like maybe five. I wouldn't have been older than five years old. JB High Five? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I saw this, this train speeding around in front of our house we will probably when you say saw a train speeding around it went past your house I'll, i'm going to get on google earth and i'm going to show you after this what yeah. i'm talking about 
But the guy was going too fast and the thing derailed. Oh, it didn't run into another train. No, 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 it derailed. But it was massive. You know, we're not talking like a small... It was a lot of cars. There must have been dozens. No, no people in it. Just livestock. Some (gasps) livestock died and stuff like that. Poor things. But what's cows? What's funny? Yeah, sheep. cows. And, oh. Yeah. But but what what was funny was that um, after that happened, all the local folk, you know, because they're all poor people, yeah, go out there and, and just start basically looting the joint. <laughs> so yeah, well, I think it was. But by the time the authorities got there, like yeah, whatever, all this stuff is all damaged anyway. So yeah, yeah so people were like grabbing the sleepers from underneath the railroad tracks. Oh my god! Using that for firewood. And, oh my god! Yeah, that's amazing. Crazy. How the context of that? It's it's pretty it's, it's chilly, man. That's what you would expect to see in a, yeah. like, any sort of country going through that kind of situation. Yeah, tough at times that, at that time. Yeah. So, so yeah, my parents are going to Chile, flying land Chile. Uh, flying what? Land Chile. What's the how do you spell? Land it? Chile flies to Sydney now. How do you spell that? For a while, L A N Lan, Lan, Space Chile. Okay. Cool. Lan Chile. Well, do you know what kind of plane it is? Don't know. No idea. They're pretty good though. Mm. Their fleet is always pretty up to date. None of the times that I've flown Lan Chile, it's always like the latest models, and so you get a half decent entertainment. And stuff I like there. that. Yeah. I hate the old shit. Qantas, freaking hell! Should do something about them. Well, it depends which one you fly planes. on. Some of their stuff is new. Some fucking of it's Malaysian old. Airlines, worst airline ever. That and Jetstar. Flying to I mean, Hong An and I went to. Thailand in Jetstar will never fly Jetstar ever again. I will pay the extra thirty percent on yeah. whatever the next cheapest. How much was it? It was a joke. Uh, <laughs> it was like two dollars or something, like from Sydney to Phuket, and yeah, you get what you pay for. <laughs> um, <coughs> and M- Malaysian Airlines is, is I think I've, I've I've spoken about this before. That that scene in Indiana Jones, yeah, that shitty plane, and then you know the pilot, you know, jumps out with a parachute and. That's what it felt like. <laughs> and I was sitting right at the back, the, yeah. the, the back row, and it was a flight from Sydney to um, uh, India. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to... What's the name of the joint? I forget the name. It was for work, about work trip. Mm. And I was working for Microsoft. But <clears throat> yeah, it was near Christmas. It was December, so there were a lot of kids and families flying back, back to India. So it was a freaking circus, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you've described what it's like to go to the movies here when there's like a Bollywood movie on and you've got like the entire cinema. You're like the only white dude there because everyone yeah. else there. That's what it was like on that plane. I was like the only non-Indian dude there and yeah. the, the thing was like, it was just it was a circus. It was yeah. like kids screaming, like running, running around up and down the aisle. Running aisles, between people, running in front of you. On top of it, like jumping on this. There was this kid in front of me jumping on top of the freaking seat and just like the whole trip. It was like an eight-hour flight and he's just like, it's like Jesus Christ! Like there's, this is not normal, right? Like, you know, people well, are supposed to sit down. It is though. Put on their seatbelt, and it is normal. Well, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that it sounds was, good though. It sounds was, fun. An experience. It was an interesting. Experience. What was the airline? Malaysia. Malaysia Air. Yeah. And they were all Indian. They were all Indian. Yeah. yeah it sounds Malaysia. like a good trip though. It was a good trip. India, India is a fascinating place. Well, at least what I got to see, which wasn't too much, unfortunately, because I was time constrained. But um, very interesting, just the the, the smells, how and big the was the plane? And, what's that? How big was the plane? Not big enough. <laughs> Not big enough. 
Did they have entertainment? Was it Bollywood films? I can't remember now. No, I'm pretty sure it was all really shit. Like just <laughs> was an old shitty plane with shitty, you know, in-flight entertainment. But nothing is as bad as that Jetstar. Yeah. You pay like an extra 10 bucks or something and you get like this portable media an, player. An iPad or something, but not even an but iPad. But not even an iPad. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm talking like... Garbage know, tablet, 1.2. Piece yeah. of shit, bulky, heavy piece of crap. Yeah. And it was absolute garbage. And the headphones, like only oh. one side of them worked. And it was just, it was a really bad. And I was uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think I've told Stamo about this, because they came with us. Yeah. I had like, I don't know, like strained shoulder muscle or like on my back or something for like months after that. Because yeah. I just, it was just, I kept going numb. Like I went numb. It was just that uncomfortable. Wow. Terrible experience. Phuket's nice though. That's funny. The, um, uh, I'm just having this flashback one time, me and... Um, I've got the worst memory. I can't even remember what the name of the city is. In India, that I went to. How funny. Depend, Depensur or something like that. No, or that, Bom- um, Mumbai? No, no, no. No, it's... it's There's it's so like many cities there. That's a huge place. It is insane. Flying over the, the continent oh. at night time. And here, like, you know, if you fly over Australia, you don't, you don't see anything. Because it's, yeah. it's dark and occasionally you might see, you know, a patch of light. Over there, the whole place is lit up. The whole time. It's insane. That's, that's what, by the way... That's normal. That's the whole world. We're the only place. Australia is the only place that's like this. For the most part. That's not entirely true. It's not entirely true, but it's kind of true. It's a bit of an exaggeration. I flew once from Perth to Canberra on Virgin. During the day, so you would have been able to see the desert. No, no, no. This was at night. Right. And... The plane was so old, they had CRT screens. <laughs> Those ones that go, boom, they drop from the, you know how they do that test? Yeah, that shit. That's I'm pretty crazy. sure they had small, C- I might be wrong, I might be exaggerating, but I'm pretty sure they had CRT televisions. It was the oldest plane. I feel like it had wood paneling. I've been on planes in America, like budget ones that had, wood paneling fake wood veneer paneling on the inside of the plane that like would it was freak the me 70s. out 70s if, if there's one place in the world where a domestic flight I think it's is likely to, to you know crash and, and kill you it's in the US because I was so poor I was taking any flight I could I this is crazy I'm having all these plane memories now I was in LA I landed in LA from Sydney I had taken Japan Air from a friend of mine's girlfriend died in a car crash in Kansas and I wanted to go over there a month early because he needed Mm. support and shit and I flew we went to the travel agent we said we want to get to LA we get to America what's the cheapest thing and they're like oh this Qantas flight 1800 best we can do and so we're like okay we'll leave and they're like oh there's one other option and we're like what is it and they're like Japan Air have a flight going in three days, but you have to stay in Japan overnight. They pay for the hotel and it's twelve hundred total. Something like that, or fourteen thirteen hundred total. And it was so it was a flight from Sydney to Kansai International Airport. You stay at their hotel for the night on the island, the man made island, and then you fly across the next day. I did that, that was cool. Got there to LA and my airline had gone under. <laughs> 
this was post 9-11 and airlines were going under left right and center and so i'm just walking around the airport like i don't have a flight to get to kansas city at all i had people meeting me in kansas city to take me somewhere i was like what do i do and so i'm just going around (laughs) i just started going up to other airlines and saying i've got this ticket to these other people to vanguard air um can you put me on one of your planes i just i don't even know why i thought to do that 21 year old me was scandalous i was like can you please give me a free ticket to kansas city and they were like because of the way i was asking they were like oh we can't help you but go talk to that person over there they might be able to help you and after going from desk to desk to desk for about five hours i finally i can't remember maybe i got advice from someone to try that but i eventually got on a flight there was this half empty flight leaving at like 5 30 in the afternoon i've been there since 10 in the morning so they transferred your ticket someone just valid someone said yeah we, we will um honor this ticket and so it was a 99 dollar flight that i got budget that's crazy on an airline i bought it and the, the airline had gone under in the week since i bought it and yeah i flew i'm pretty sure that was the time that happened i'm pretty sure it was either way yeah got there in the end i would worry a lot more now maybe i was more worried then and i've just forgotten but i feel like if that happened to me now if i landed in la and i had no ticket to get anywhere and no money i had nothing i had my bag and that's it it's pretty brave man i I think i was a bit crazy when i was younger just going there at all was a bit crazy it's naive man you don't know you know well, maybe, yeah, I don't know what it was. As you I, get older, you're, you're going to be a little bit more risk-averse you yeah. know, because you've got more experience. But at the time, yeah. Maybe I was as worried I, then. I've I'm, just forgotten. I mean, I think about the shit that I used to do when you know when I was in my young, early 20s and I had fast cars. Driving at ridiculous speeds, doing crazy shit that, you know, if had anything gone wrong, it would have been the end of it. You would have died. Hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't do that now. I'm what? glad you never did that with me in the car. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm just thinking back. It's like, well... <laughs> Not not a, not a good idea. No. Well, I mean, what do you get out of it? It's like skydiving. Oh, you'd certainly get the thrills, but it's just not worth it. But the it. thrills <laughs> don't last. Like, yeah. It's like the thrills are gone. It's like, That's woo! Nice. Okay, what next? I think chasing thrills is an interest, Like chasing that kind of buzz, like an, an adrenaline like that. Completely illogical. I don't know if you've seen those videos on YouTube of people who do stupid shit like... Oh, the skin suit tight rope stuff. stuff in no oh, not even that stuff. like the, yeah. the, that there's like an element of skill and control to that right yeah they all die though yeah a lot of them do i mean it, it is insane the That's stats on those guys not not, not to sort of downplay how suicidal. ridiculous and insane that is i'm yeah. talking about like people who decide to do backflips oh. on the edge of like a, oh. Oh. a skyscraper that's under construction I that stuff is hate. or they hang off like yeah. off a building like a skyscraper like one hand or or you know, ride a BMX bike oh. and do. That's what is that? I don't. I don't understand that. I'm getting chills in my hands thinking about those people. There has Why to do they be, do that? That's there suicide. has to be something missing, like in the brain. It, yeah. A a rational person would not do that at all. Or they just inherited the genes that we all needed at some point that we've all gotten rid of. Self preservation. That let them survive. Like that. Sometimes humans needed to be crazy to get by. Living in extreme circumstances in throughout history. I, I agree that there has to be a biological explanation for that. Maybe it is a broken one, though. Maybe Possibly. something's just missing. Possibly. It, it just seems... Look, I'm sure there's a there's definitely a biological reason for it. I think, I think you have to be wired up in a particular way to, to, to behave yeah. that way. But 
at the same time it's to me it seems sort of well that natural uh, survival instinct that we have that just it, it contradicts all of that right? well it's like it's suicidal yeah it's suicidal it's crazy hanging off buildings by one hand or doing like tightrope walking or climbing buildings doing rock climbing with no ropes and stuff like that yeah yeah <sighs> I mean totally nuts amazing ridiculous I showed my dad a couple of weeks ago we sat down I showed him this on YouTube uh. and he'd never seen anything like this he's like that's not real and I'm like it's it's real and he's like nah that's like computer like you know CTI or some shit but nah it's, it's real just yeah. watch and he's like what is wrong with these people? Like, yeah. This is this is just ridiculous. See, like my dad, you know, sort of very. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. pretty pretty funny. That is pretty funny. All right, man. We better get you some food before you pass out. It's yeah. Late. What time is it? Twenty to eight. Jesus. I'm gonna get home and feed my dogs too. All right. Cool. 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 Bye. 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 Good night. podcast.